One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Nada, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. All right. And the Samba man himself is Pete Donaldson. Get down and get funky. Hello everybody, welcome to the Football Ramble. Lovely to have you with us. Of course, it's a new week, it's a new ramble. It could be a new dawn. We'll see at the end of the show. New pants. In, well, for you, sir. <laughs> About time It was well. such an exciting weekend of football, I sold all of mine. <laughs> That's well, what you get for wearing all of them at once. That's right. Now, before we get to proceedings, a quick, pants. a quick mention of our new weekly mail shot that goes out every Friday, written by the always excellent Kelly Wells. That's a guarantee. Of the quality that you're going to be uh, you're going to be seeing, it features all the latest news and developments from Ramble headquarters, as well as giveaways and info on uh, where to buy tickets to our much coveted live shows and anything else out of the ordinary that we're up to. So don't bloody miss out. Go to thefootballramble.com to subscribe now. Right, gentlemen. Right. Let's get on with the uh, with the show. Uh, Antonio Conte this week said that he was too experienced for Jose Mourinho's mind games. I like that. Nice. Sidestepped it quite yeah. nicely, mm. didn't he? 
while also kind of making it a mind game. <laughs> not, not even deliberately. Has, in he, been, sense. has he been mind gamed back now? I, I liked it Something because it was almost like a Jose Rio last roll of dice. He did the, uh, well, I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll come on to it, but he did the old um, post match interview after the United game saying mm-hmm. that other teams don't play as good football, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Chelsea, allegedly. And then, and then just thought, oh, what else have I got on my locker? Uh, this. Yeah. Last throw of dice, chuck it all yeah. in. It could taste like, no, not having that. <laughs> I am not having that. But yeah. uh, is it a real insult to say to someone, well, the only reason why you're winning the league is because you're so good defensively? <laughs> <laughs> not really, is it? After, after the shambles I left Yeah, <laughs> Very <laughs> impressive. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to completely rearrange our back line just yeah. to show you, Jose. Right, let's see you win the league while not defending. <laughs> <laughs> Come back I to me. David Luiz. <laughs> yeah. Bearing in mind that Jose did have a very decent defence at Chelsea, and they were quite boring to watch. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, oh, he doesn't thing. mind a bit of hypocrisy, though, does he? <laughs> if anything, that adds spice to it. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he's sort of... It's fuelled um, Jose Mourinho's hypocrisy. I would carefully venture that hypocrisy is one of the cornerstones of modern football and has been for <laughs> yeah. years. Yeah. Also, it's kind of overrated as, as a stick to beat people with as well, because you can be a hypocrite and still be right. Yeah, true. True. Uh, in theory, Jim. <laughs> Jim is right, I, I think. Uh, well, OK. How would you attempt to derail Chelsea's title bid if you were given the opportunity, Jim? Uh, well, what I would do um, is, uh, you know, like this modern phenomenon where you Google any footballer and the second result will be, say, I don't know, like N'Golo Kante, wife. Wife is always the second yeah, one. Yeah, suggest- the suggested mm. search term. Yeah, every okay. single time. Well, what I would do is I would... Um, I would do some research on the Chelsea wives and I would set up an, uh, just a, an array of fake social media profiles for these ladies hmm. and just throughout the season just sort of casually drop John Terry a line here and there. Genuinely sow, sinister this. Sow some, <laughs> yeah. Just sow some seeds. This is Pete Donald for this. Yeah, well, sow some know, seeds. I've learned from we'll the best. Like this. What, what's really worrying me, ladies and gentlemen, is, is all the, the working out he's got on uh, sheets <laughs> of A4 in front of him. <laughs> oh, I, haven't, I haven't finished. Is it white start with? <laughs> he's <laughs> painted Pete into a corner. Pete's got nowhere to turn. No. Wow. So think about it, though. Like, just, for example, Diego Costa. Diego Costa finds out about that if like there's some sort of event and John Terry's like weirdly flirty towards his wife and she mm-hmm. doesn't know why, mm-hmm. Costa's going to be really annoyed at that mm-hmm. and then like he's going to maybe confront Terry because he's a bit of a hothead. Terry's going to go, well, she started it and then she's going to go, what are you talking about? And Costa's going to go, you call him a wife at liar. Season over. Just derailed. It was in the camp. No, it's right. controversial, but I fear it might be successful. Blimey, <laughs> <laughs> right. I bet Reno wishes he thought of it anyway. Yeah. Sam and Ezra is involved in my head somewhere down the line. <laughs> Probably. Uh, <laughs> Luke, Just wants in. Yeah, Luke, what have you got? Um, I've got five. Marcus, pick a number from one to five. And one. How would you derail Chelsea's bid? You've gone for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is bring in Stuart Pearce in any capacity. <laughs> <laughs> so you wanna, Pete, do you want to pick a number? Uh, three, please. Three. That is sign Nigel Quasi out of retirement, <laughs> who was most recently seen playing for Icelandic side Boilangarvik. Nice. Relegated. In what year was that? Uh, I think 2004. 13, something Ooh, like that. Yeah, David Jones played in Iceland for a bit. Quasi's retired now at the age of 38, I think. Uh, Jim, do you want to have a go? Yeah, I'll go. What, what numbers are left? Two, four and five. I'll go for four. Four is let Kevin Keegan come to a game as a guest and have a meet and greet with the manager. <laughs> 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 well, Mark Hughes watches on... Uh, yeah, none of you none of you picked two or five. Two is let Tim Sherwood have a go at coaching for an hour unsupervised. And five is get Leicester to activate N'Golo Kante's buyback clause. Yeah, OK. Um, which probably doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, so any of them. I think they're all good. Yeah, any of them. To be quite yeah. frank. Peter, what have you got? Um, I'd just keep it simple. I'd keep the psychology quite simple and just hack his Sonos. 
Is okay. What? And just play it. Do you want me to explain to Marcus what a science is? Just yeah, quickly. Uh, science is like a sound bar you put in your uh, in your house and you can have speakers all around the mm. house and you can play music or any type of audio in any room. Pete, mm. continue. Yeah, yeah okay, that's it you. really. And just play um, commentary from uh, uh, That's Jose it Mourinho's. really? You've got to play something. <laughs> well, no, and play, and play Jose Mourinho's title winning uh, commentary over the top of it. Inspirational? In yeah. Inspirational? What, just... No, not inspirational because it looks set, Conte. Just yeah. like in... In the night, quietly, so it seeps yeah. in, or just like just, just very constantly, much just weird times of the day. It's easily done. Bluetooth is quite easy to hack, I believe. I've got a, I've got a <laughs> both equivalent of, of Sonos in my mm. house. If you if you're listening, both get, get in touch. You've uh, only got one. Yeah, but you can give me an upgrade. Uh, I've got and, an excellent pair of their headphones. And what you can do is, is <laughs> what you can do <laughs> is say you're sat. I mean, my, my flat's not really big, but if you had a, if you had a big home, mm. what you could do, you can sit there on your say your laptop in the spare room. And hit the button on Spotify, for example, yeah. and turn it on in the speaker in the kitchen. Yeah, and it's brilliant because if you, if you, you know, in theory, mm-hmm. were to get some sort of black metal lined up and play it in the kitchen <laughs> at full volume when your wife's cooking, it's very enjoyable. So I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. <laughs> Laugh a minute round your house. Yeah, isn't it? for me, for you, yeah. <laughs> you don't like go drinking anymore. Yeah, but that bother your wife. But that's, that's, your wife. <laughs> taking um, Luke's alleged. Uh, you know, lols and whatnot there. Yeah. yeah. Mourinho could do that. He could drive outside contests or at least get somebody to do it then, mm. and then start playing the tunes or playing the... the who's who's still on Moore's side? That's what I'm asking and I can, the squad. Well, I can imagine, I can imagine Conte being... If you had CCTV cameras around Conte's mm. house, he's the sort of guy who breaks stuff. 100%. Oh, so that's if, if, yes, in like, anger. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So if, if it Constantly happen, going down the tip. With think, an iron and bottom. <laughs> I think you might be on the side now. I think yeah. you really could get, get inside his head. Or just Why put his not? wallet in the fridge. Yeah, why? constantly. Why? Because it confuses people. Or is that it? Just that's that's ex- why. Like, is why have I put that in the fridge? Oh. It confuses. But is this a well-known tactic? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I reckon that to... would get in your head, Marcus. It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's the idea behind that is to make people think they're going mad. Mm. I see. Oh, yeah. yeah. Walls have been won on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> certainly. Uh, I would send Conte on a holiday to the Far East with Pete Donaldson. That would do the trick. And the reason is Pete always comes back a nearly broken man, doesn't he? Mm, he's yeah. jet-lagged, he's got stomach you, upset, he's all over the place. Because I drink every bloody night, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's not I'm, good for a person. You missed the word uncontrollably. <laughs> if you want, if you want, Just control, um, I don't and, spill any. And he also missed, because it's the only way I can enjoy myself. <laughs> by forgetting. But yeah. Pete, Marcus is on the side there. Obviously, it's normal to come back jet-lagged from a holiday, whatever. Mm-hmm. You always, almost always come back uh, with a stomach complaint. Yeah. Because like whenever we I don't come eat anything the, out there though. Yeah, when we come into the studio and you just got up from holiday, by and large, yeah. there's always yeah, yeah. Um, a few um, Gav- Gaviscon type tablets and stuff dotted around. Yeah, mm. my uh, my mate Martin, who I'm going out to uh, Hong Kong and Beijing with, he wants to go canoeing in Hong Kong. Mm. I'm like, I'm not at Wimmy Hep shots sh- to be honest. You, should, you shouldn't go to Hong Kong with a man called Martin. <laughs> Why not? Follow the golden rule. But you should go to Japan with a man called Antonio. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I, yeah, yeah, Conte would come back and he, he would see stuff he wouldn't want to see. He would just yeah. derail him as a human being and thus the title bit. But if you're on a budget, you could just get him to spend a week with Pete. That'd have to be in yeah. your hand. We'll just go down to the Chinese uh, restaurant or something. Yeah, well, yeah either way, you, you come back and your skin is grey. Like, actually, great. <laughs> pallid. I'm going to so, use yeah, the word pallid, Jim. Sallow. Sallow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fish white flesh puckered by the Highland breeze, as they say. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I, I think Luke's got the points. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I'd like to dedicate those points to either Tim Sherwood, Stuart Pearce, Kevin Keegan, mm. or N'Golo Kante. Or yeah. Boz Corporation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah or both, yeah. Get, get in touch. Indeed, yeah. Well, Chelsea, let's go to the Premier League of course. Scott, a point away. At Burnley, it is a fortress, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Burnley, it's <laughs> unbelievable. We did say we did say this trip would test Chelsea's uh, credentials to the limit. I mean, Burnley at home are, are a fantastic side, aren't they? They had Chelsea on the ropes at times. Yeah, well, that's mm. the great thing I love about Chelsea, uh, about Burnley at home because you know obviously they are they are very defensively committed and tight, but they have a go. 
No, no, they oh, really, yeah. it's not like they just sort of put ten men behind the ball. But even going one nil down early on, they didn't look phased. Oh, that's right. Absolutely agree with Jim on the two two points mm-hmm. to further add to that. One is they went a goal behind. Yeah. And two, I was watching that thinking this is just a good game. Yeah. It's not like yeah, yeah. it's not a good game in terms of like. Yeah, three. The film Three Hundred. You know, yeah, it's, it's not an absolute siege. This is a good end to end game. <laughs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, it, and and that's an absolute testament to Burnley because Chelsea are what are they? Ten points top of the league. Yeah. Incredible, yeah. really. Their number, number seven, whose name escapes me, but he uh, he would he had so much time and space in the box. He could have been. He could have scored three goals himself. Was that who, for Gray for, for Burnley? Burnley. Mm. Andre Gray, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you say number seven? Yeah, number seven. I find it hard to understand the Geordie people sometimes. Oh, sorry, Pete's yeah. not a Geordie. No, he's no, not. But it might just be a wider point you're making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isolate uh, perhaps some of our listeners. No, there. Andre Gray's a good forward. He is, he is a good forward. He's an absolute nuisance value, which is what you need in. in well, the Conte league. knew who he was because he mentioned him before the game. Although he didn't know who Joe Barton was. That's funny. He probably does now though. Mind games. Yeah, well, I thought Barton gave a good account of himself. Barton, considering that he's not played that much football in the last few months. And he's getting on as well, and and he's, he's tailor made for games like this. Though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Pro- probably got a lot, lot of stuff to take his mind off of. Indeed, <laughs> but when you say he's tailor made for games like this, is he trouble? Ta- is he tailor made for coming up against? Possibly the best midfielder in the league, and easily the best side <laughs> in the league, and doing a ruddy good job. Would you, uh, Marcus, the, the other point about that on the, on, the, on the Barton thing is, I think Burnley, as a group of players, ran collectively the most they've run uh, against a, Premier, a team in the Premier League this season. Mm, and I are. think they're already among the hardest working teams yeah, in the country. Right. So for Barton to come in at his age, as you say, not mm-hmm. play an awful lot of football, and contribute to that, and not look obviously behind the yeah. times and, and mm. off the pace, mm. is an incredible achievement. It, it also it shows you how well they stick to their game plan mm-hmm. as well, that they, they stepped it up when they absolutely had to. And, and pulled off a, a fantastic result. And I, I, I kind of look back to when Burnley were in the Premier League before because they played like this, didn't they? They played in this exact same way. Their mm. home form was good and their away form wasn't so good. But um, they've stepped up that home form so much that they should they should comfortably easily stay up and have, oh, they a, have a fantastic well, season. Well, they, the, one, the one worry for me is if, if the wheels are going to come off, it will happen now because the next four league games are all away games, which they've struggled with. So that's Hull okay. and Swansea, then Liverpool and Sunderland, and then they've got Spurs at home after that. Now, you'd think... They might struggle against Liverpool, um, although, you know, we've seen that they can be got at, but they've got to look at Hull, Swansea and Sunderland as, as potential away wins. Oh, they, cool. have to, they have to start picking up some of those because if they want to stay in the Premier League long-term, mm. you know, you've got to work out how to do they're, that. They're, it's not a long-term strategy, is it, what they're doing? No. I, I agree. Yeah. They are quite pragmatic, though, because they knew that there was going to be a battleground in, in the centre <laughs> of midfield and they just bypassed it by just playing yeah. quite, a, you know, some fairly decent mm-hmm. mid-range balls. I yeah, they were fantastic. I, I think they did all the basic stuff properly. I mean, they rotated the fouls around. They they shared out <clears> the yellow cards when they needed to. I mean, they only had about twenty eight percent possession or something, but they made it count. And and I think they knew. But one of the impressive things was, I think they knew that in order to get Sank out of the game, they were going to need to score. And if they were going to score, it would probably come from a set piece, which it did. But the impressive thing was, they went goal down not just not just at any point. They went a goal down very early, mm-hmm. and then they still didn't let their heads drop. They still worked hard and, and got what, what they needed to do. Apparently, it was the first time in roughly four years Chelsea have conceded from a direct free kick. I read that. Wow. It's a fantastic stat. Isn't that quite something? I think it's the it first was a time. Decent free kick. It's a oh, <laughs> one of the free kicks I've seen. I think it's the first time Quartas conceded the, uh, a goal direct from a free kick in mm. either in his career or in the Premier League. Wow. In, 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 in England, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's got some range on him as well, and he only, you know, got his hands to get, yeah, yeah. To get in it. But if you think about that, uh, obviously we've mentioned Barton, the, the the Burnley performance. Brady's not been there that long. Mm. He slotted in, and Ashley Westwood as well, stepping up from Aston Villa mm. from the Championship, and and obviously Villa were, were, were dreadful. I'm not, I can't remember how long Westwood's been there, but he stepped up certainly to that level against Chelsea. It shows you that Dyche can get performances out of his players quickly, which. 
is mm, yeah. half the battle, really, for managers, mm, isn't it? I, I, thought, um, I thought Westwood could have been subbed off, actually. I thought he was struggling badly towards the end. He, yeah, but towards the end. But, I mean, this is a man who... Yeah, a, a, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not taking it away from yeah, 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 performance, yeah. you know. Um, but Burnley, 97% of their, their points this season have been at home. They do... I, I sort of look at that league well, just table. just got one point in the road, haven't they? Yeah, it, isn't it? yeah, I look at the league table, and obviously Burnley, I think, um, a 12th at the moment. Um, they're, they're threatening top half. And you think to yourself... If you, if you sorted out that away performance, you'd have a bloody good go at that. Yeah. <laughs> you could get up to your own yeah. league. It's, cra- it's crazy the difference, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, they're two points off ninth, Burnley. Yeah. I mean, a top half, I don't think they will finish from the top half purely because of this road form and, and what Jim just said about the, the away games they've got coming up. But, I mean, 12th now. I mean, if they finish 12th, that would be mm-hmm. an incredible shoot. Because what, what yeah. I like about that is they've learned the lessons from last time. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and Sean Dyche is... Clearly, for all his faults, is clearly a guy who can soak up information and he's a bit of a sponge and, he, and, and they've improved and he's learnt his lessons. They've gone down, no mucking about, straight back up again as soon as possible and they've learnt the lessons and they've applied them to the Premier League this season. And, and let's be honest, there are a lot of you know, fairly poor teams defensively in the Premier League. Mm. So he, he would have known that you know, if we keep it solid and tight and work really hard at home, we just need to score a goal. We just need yeah. to get a goal probably. Mm. One, two goals max and we'll be fine. And, and that's what they've done. And, and there are there are more than three teams who are worse than Burnley in the Premier League this season. And that's why they'll say easily, that. easily. And I think that the job that Dyche has done there cannot be cannot be stated enough. What an amazing job to take them into the Premier League. That that, in, that is in, in itself enough of a, a, a great job. But to, to really, this Burnley side could become. Obviously, you never know the Premier League and teams change. And it could be the new off. Stoke, couldn't it? Yeah, that's what I, I was getting at. You yeah. know, I mean, you, you see it in I'll the start past. Your thunder, even, I'm sorry about no, that. not at all. You've, you've had into it, um, but you look <laughs> at thunder. You yeah. look at somebody like even a Charlton. You know, Kerbishly established them as a, as a Premier League side. Then, of course, he left and 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 they and they went away. But with 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 Burnley and the riches of the Premier League, and that's so a really like, nice way of saying they were horrifically relegated and now they're struggling. <laughs> they just went away. They it's went like Spain, away. Spain to like your, your child, where where their mum's gone. Mm. Yeah, she, she's left, but she. She went away. She's, yeah, she's <laughs> gone to live on a farm. Your, your but, administrative fortitude went away, <laughs> and you're constantly in trouble. That's how I des- describe Sven's career after Man City. He, went, he, away. he, he went, went away. away. It went away. Yeah, I think it was Man City the last big job. Anyway, let's not talk about him. Um, Nobody wanted. Yeah, to. None, sure. none of us need to <laughs> say no. that. Emphatically, your decision. That's an inner <laughs> monologue you need to, you know, give yourself. Have really. a lot yeah. more. He's yeah. a pioneer. Went to China before everybody else. Um, where was I? Burnley. Yes. Yeah, you where made were that sound you? like he discovered China. <laughs> <laughs> The Sven dynasty. Stop it! Um, <laughs> Burnley. Michael what the Spenor. job that he's doing, he is, he is, he is nearly established them as a, as a Premier League side. Mm. If they stay up this season and they do the same again, then they are a permanent... Well, not permanent. They are they are regular fixture. And it's incredible with the budget he's done it with and also the size of the club. I was up at Burnley's training ground recently mm. and to just give you an idea of the operation... They didn't throw me out. <laughs> they welcomed me. Yeah. Right? They knew who I was. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, the latter is, is certainly not true. But if you go to a, a lot of Premier League grounds, or not grounds, training grounds, mm. as soon as you get anywhere near the vicinity, you know, two ex-SAS members are yeah. immediately straight I've, I've on you. That. Do I've you know what I mean? That, you, yeah. you can get nowhere near. It is like a, a fortress, really. Mm. You and do carry a sabre a lot of the time. Yeah. Though, Marcus. <laughs> I've, I've, ex- I've experienced what Marcus is, 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 um, <laughs> has described there at Man City, at yep. Aston Villa, mm-hmm. at Arsenal, mm-hmm. um, uh, all, at Fulham even, mm-hmm. when they're in the Premier League. So I completely agree. Yeah, yeah. and so to Burnley... Burnley we, we got to the end of the driveway. There was the car park, and I was looking around, looking for a reception or a building. And there was an old fellow with a high vis jacket sweeping away rainwater. And I said, "Hello, chap. Where's it's the like uh... Pete's childhood?" 
Sweeping away a rainwater. And, uh, <laughs> and it hadn't rained for days. Hell of a plan. <laughs> and, um, it hadn't it, rained for days in Burnley. Yeah. <laughs> it was currently raining. I said, yeah. do you want to wait until that finishes? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I said, oh, where's reception? And he went, uh... Uh, it's well, under this rainwater. <laughs> he went, well, it's me, actually. <laughs> and I went, OK. Um, and he just went, I'll just go in the bungalow. I think you're, there's one or two uh, are already in there kind of thing. And I yeah. said, this is incredible. Even check <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that is, uh, uh, you know, shows you what, what kind of operation it is. So it's, it's remarkable, mm. really, to have a club like that in the Prem. I think if there's anything that sums up the difference between Burnley and Chelsea, it's that at the game over the weekend, the ball went on the roof. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. not getting that at any yeah. other Premier League ground. Are you? It's great. It really are you, are you great. suggesting that as diligent as Burnley Maybe are on the field with their work, they're not as diligent off the field? Well, no, I'm I'm saying that there's a lovely down to earth feel there. Okay, that's and nice. I think, and, nice I think it, and I think, it, and I think, it, <laughs> and I think are you does... welcoming a security incident at Burnley <laughs> training ground. Just saying, if you want to go up to a trip, no, don't. Do that. <laughs> well, you can't now because as soon as I hear this, it's going to be tightened up. Yeah. <laughs> well, Marcus Speller got in yeah. <laughs> with his crazy pranks. Um, Let's move on, shall we, to Swansea 2, Leicester City nil. Another win for Clement or Clement. Yeah. Um, he's a proper geezer, isn't he? He's certainly yeah. not a Clement. He's, he's, like, he's, like, he's like an <laughs> unlobotomised Tim Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. If that procedure was reversible right. on Tim Sherwood, you'd get Paul Clement. <laughs> yeah. I have very well travelled. Yeah. You know, look at the clubs that he's been involved yeah. with. It's, it is quite remarkable. I thought this was a, a remarkable game just as far as the... the the sheer state. Really. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I mean. Let me allow me to use a moving analogy to explain this. Mm-hmm. On Saturday night, I think on ITV two or three, there was a late nineties movie on um, starring Josh Hartnett called The Faculty. Mm, you right. seen it? Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, I think it's like a rehashing of like Invasion of the Body Snatchers or something like that. Basically, this this alien um, presence comes to a small town uh, rural American school and takes over the, the faculty, like what they call in the US the faculty, like the, the staff and the teachers, yep. through the back door, and they all become these drones with like, who are dead behind the eyes and don't really do anything apart from them. Their only, their only real um, sort of ambition in life when they've, when they've been indoctrinated is to, is to infect more people, i.e. taking over the world through mm-hmm. the back door with this, with this alien um, invasion. It's much like Leicester if you substitute the faculty for Leicester <laughs> and the uh, infection for the championship. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> it really is. You, it is absolutely remarkable what is happening. Mm. Uh, Gary Neville said something a couple of weeks ago, which was, they don't look angry. One of the things is they don't look angry. Yeah. They just look yeah. a little bit confused mm-hmm. and hurt. Com- yeah, mm. hurt and also just utterly convinced that this is their destiny. Yeah. And, and nothing I saw on Sunday made me think any well, differently. I mean, they've not scored a Premier League goal in 2017, and this is their longest run without a top-flight goal ever. Ten and hours, I think. Uh, that's insane, yeah. isn't it? I mean, obviously, Leicester aren't... You know, they're a team that have been been up and down throughout the years in the Premier League, so they've had difficult runs, and this is this is as, as bad as it's ever been for them while they're the, the holding champions. And it's mm. uh, no, we've said this before so many times, but I can't get my head around... Their inability to influence their own destiny, as you say, it does seem like they're just sleepwalking towards it's it. It's not even easing off, though. I mean, Ranieri sort of said that he's too loyal to his players. I think Ranieri, I think the club's too loyal to Ranieri, to be honest. I, 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 was, yeah. I, think, I was saying I think, the same to Jim before we came he, in. He's not getting paid for the performance that happened last season. He's getting paid for the performance now. And I do get the yeah. feeling that when they get dumped, un, probably unceremoniously, out of the, out of the Champions League uh, the, next week or this week, um, it's, it's going to be all over mm. for him. Because they have to make a change. Because they're just so. It's just direction. They're, they're just mm-hmm. sleepwalking towards I'll tell, tell, tell you something which is absolutely fascinating, and I was saying, saying to Jim when we were talking about this earlier. The back five against Swansea was the exact back five which won the Premier League. 
Schmeichel, Fuchs, Huth, Morgan, and Simpson. Mm. Yeah. The we'll, same we'll, back look at, we'll look at Schmeichel. I mean, he's a consistently decent goalkeeper. He's got incredible genes. He's been excellent <laughs> for a long time. And he's just beaten it, isn't he? A pause. Yeah. Quite, quite, a, quite a left back. Yeah. I mean, given that, we should probably give some credit to Swansea, given that Leicester are beaten by, by everyone these days. So mm. it, it's not mm. a huge, it's not a huge uh, surprise. But I, I, I did say a number of weeks ago that I thought Martin Olsen was a good signing for, for Swansea. Uh, he's an experienced, athletic uh, operator at this level, and I know he's been relegated a couple of times, but he's a he's a good player. And Tom Carroll, who by the way didn't have his best game against Leicester, but he just does the most sensible stuff mm. all the time. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. Like Mark Twain famously said, "You're never wrong if you do the right thing." Tom <laughs> Carroll always does the right. Thing mm-hmm. with the ball, he always it doesn't he doesn't care if it's a three yard pass or a yeah. whatever he'll do it. Right. And even when he doesn't have an outstanding game, he's still just a reliable presence, which is exactly what Swansea needed. And as soon as Paul Clement, I like the fact with Paul Clement they look a lot more organised. But I also yeah. like the fact that as soon as he took that job, he thought, what sort of player do I need? That sort of player. Yeah. Where can I get him from there? And just went about it straight away. You mm. can't. You can't. Um, obviously, you can to a certain extent determine the ability you have, but often. Uh, that, that that kind of goes with just who you are and your genetic makeup. But you can you can certainly influence the decisions you make, a hundred percent of the time. And as you say, with someone like uh, Tom Carroll, he he just does that. You know, the, the simple things that he does so well. You know, mm. that is to have a player like that. And you look at Leicester, the amount of clips that you saw in the highlights of Vardy not slipping. Um, whoever it was through or, or just the he, simple stuff Vardy's it, become one of the greediest players in the Premier League yeah, yeah. He, he, he is, is panic it's panic isn't it I think he's believing he's trying his to get, own he's trying mm-hmm. to get his legacy back I think yeah, yeah, he's, he's, just got, he's gone through a, trying a way too hard. form and he's just trying to wear too hard and why, all thinking mm. stuff why did he take why is, why is Ranieri taking Ogazaki out the side mm. I know he's played a bit but there's, there's a guy who was who was in that championship winning side. Didn't always start, but he did a lot of the time. I think you should mm. give him more of a go. Well, he and Ajoa as well, because Ajoa is very good at digging out a yeah. goal when you really need it from a set piece or something like that, as is Okazaki, <laughs> and that's exactly what he's not going for. So he needs to mix it up. He has said this week, hasn't he? I've, I've got too much faith in these players. I'm sure he will from now on. But if you look at their running, again, they've got Millwall next. It's a, that's a kind of a, a strange one. If they Even if they go out of that, I don't think that will have a huge bearing. But then the severe away, Liverpool at home, Hull at home, then Arsenal away and Sevilla again. So I think a bad result against Sevilla and losing that whole game, and he's toast. I think that that will be where it you think that's where it, it goes. Because well, I, I, I don't normally advise. I don't normally sort of encourage the old um, firing of a, of a manager <clears> like it was like a knee But in this case, I think I, I like Ranieri. I, I think, we all know. Obviously, the thing he's achieved is amazing, and 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 you know, and he'll always be remembered for that. It's such a shame we're now but, talking about this. But but I, I think I don't see any other option. I think he's too nice. I think he's and that was working well when they're all confident and they're winning games. I, I, I just don't see Ranieri as a guy who's going to go in there. I reckon he's probably tried every single other tactic mm. than giving them a proper kick up the ass because yeah. I don't think he's capable of doing that because he's a nice guy and he's old and, and he's probably a little bit more chilled out. Because I think generally people chill out as they get mm. older. So it might be the only option left for them to, 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 to find a roll of the dice to, to get mm. try and get a new manager in. But it, I, I, I sort of agree with what Pete said. I think, Jim, what you've described, I think, will be too late for them. And I think if they are going to do it, if they get royally hammered by Sevilla this week, which I think is possible, by yeah, the way, because as you said, Marcus, Sam Pally's done a great job there, um, I think then that might be the time to give them the bullet because um, they're going to be too late otherwise. And, and it, at this t- stage of the season, more than any other, it's all about momentum. I, I, I wonder if actually, sorry, Marcus, if the, uh, if the Champions League is what's keeping him in a job. If they're waiting to see yeah, how he does so, there. Yeah. So if that first game isn't a disaster, then maybe that'll be a stay of execution. It's Who just, knows? But it's, as you say, Marcus, mm. it's just really sad that we're having this conversation at all. And that's it. Because if he gets sacked, the history books will say, yeah, he's won the league, obviously. So his place will always, his name will always be in lights at Leicester City, no matter what happens. And then the next season, oh, yeah, he got sacked. And actually, I think 
I know I'm a neutral. I do hope Leicester stay up. Well, and it, I do it, hope it, Ranieri keeps them up and then maybe he leaves. Well, and... every time you sort of think about, like, sort of Ranieri is the, needs to get the bullet, it, it, it's been too bad for too long and he clearly can't turn it round. Every Leicester fan is, in the back of their mind is going, yeah, but... Yeah. Like, yeah, but yeah. And, there is, and it is the biggest of yeah, but, but something has to change because you can't just go, oh, well, this is good enough. We can go down and we can. And they, you're all right. Oh, yeah, financially, they'd be, able, financially they'd, be, they'd be able to take it. There's a lot of money in the championship now, but I, that's not good enough but for, yeah, a, I, I, for a Premier only, League winner. I'm, I'm only talking about it. For, when I talk about, I, I'll take your point. When I talk about Ranieri being, being fired, I'm only talking about that from the point of view of, of assuming that Leicester care about want their Premier League yeah, status yeah, more than exactly. anything else. If they want to say, well, you know what? We've given, given Ranieri a contract. Yeah. He won us the Premier League. If he gets, because I think what Swansea said to Paul Clement was, um, if you get relegated, you, you'll still have a job. Mm-hmm. Right. You, we, we believe in you. We believe in your experience and what mm-hmm. you could go on to achieve. If they've said that to Ranieri, if you go under the championship, fine, you'll still have a job. Then, then that's fine. Yeah. All, all I'm assuming is that their Premier League status is the most important thing to them. Um, and if that's the case, then I can't see any other way they're going to preserve their Premier League status than to do that. But. Their 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 problem is their is their momentum. They, they and and the performance is not just the results. The performances are horrendously bad, mm. like horrendous. As soon as that first goal went in, there was just so much inevitability. Everyone's yeah. shoulders just went down. And but that's the story of down. the season, really, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> Dear me, we're going to talk more Premier League after this. So good, very good, very good, so good. <laughs> Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we go to the Premier League, Pete Donaldson looks like he's got some emails in his hand. Ah, I always forget that we're doing emails this early. Mm. Pleasure, ah, though. You were holding them as well. I know. <laughs> Should have been an indicator. Cradling them. <laughs> uh, we were talking about uh, the performances of uh, Leicester City uh, a little early on, just before the uh, break. Um, it's quite an interesting one, really. I'm sure this has been discussed before in the press, but uh, David Provan's been uh, doing some uh, shuffling about the internet, and uh, he says, I think Kante might be the uh, first bit to win back-to-back Premier League titles with different clubs. I think that's true, isn't it? Or I maybe, don't know. Mark, either way. Way. Was it not Mark Schwarzer? I know that... Um, oh, OK, Mark Schwarzer, maybe did he get enough appearances? Yeah. Right. You know, the, 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 I know that the, the, the last team to get relegated the year after winning the Premier winning the top flight yeah. uh, was in 1938. Nice. And it was Man City, I think. That's lovely. Well, yeah. uh, from his extensive research, Googled it at least twice, he says, <laughs> I can find six players who have won it twice, but with seasons in between them. Uh, players who won it with two different clubs. There's some lovely names in here. I just want to mention some Henningberg. Henningberg was... Henningberg. Yeah. One, yeah. yes. Blackburn and Man United in 94-95 uh, then, then 99 yeah. uh, with, with a season in, in between oh just one, just one season, season oh sorry okay Leave I me think out so then. I think so anyway yeah. uh, Colo Torre uh, with yeah. Arsenal Man City we've got Ashley Cole Gail Clichy uh, Carlos Tevez, Man United, Man City. He says, I'm sure this will get a mention as I know how, how, how much Pete loves a stat. So yeah. have that. Uh, let's, move on. let's move on to... By the uh, way, Googling twice is the only uh, minimum standard we expect for yeah. research. Yeah, Even if it's the exact same wording. So we haven't got all day. <laughs> uh, we did quite a lot of um, uh, players who... Uh, pl- like Ramble listeners who played at the highest level uh, yeah. last oh, yeah. week. So we're going to ease off on those a little bit. But uh, hi, guys. Uh, a slight move from the original question. But as you see, I am the club secretary at AFC Rushton and Diamonds. Oh, nice. Mm. Step four football club. I'm also a board member. And he puts in inverted commas, elected. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, not sure if this could be added to the list, but at least his email isn't too long for Pete. James Waller, club secretary, <laughs> FC Rushton and Diamonds. I try to. Um, Good to I, see what rigorous standard you've got in place, mate. I know. Two yeah. other emails in and, and says he likes me. He works in. He, he works for the club. <laughs> Are we, uh, have we opened up another category? Who works at the highest no, level at a club? No, we're definitely not doing that. All right. Okay. Uh, but I chatted to um, Alastair Bayliss of Margaret FC, or in my other job as a Did radio person, over the weekend. Um, 
They were playing Hampton and Richmond Borough, and I also got to talk to Hampton and Richmond Borough's manager. Mm-hmm. His name is Martin Tyler. I started speaking to him, realised about two seconds in, yep. it's Martin Tyler. That's right. <laughs> oh, wow. so I was like, oh, this has gone well. Why did my producer tell me this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Uh, but they uh, they got a win. Margate's um, uh, having a tough time in the rhyme. I've just realised that actually Russian and Diamonds are the Phoenix Club set up when Russian and Diamonds, the old mm. side, went to the wall, right? Yeah. Okay, right. Good. Huge. Good to hear. Russian dancers are always the not team good to hear they went to the wall. Good to hear they've yeah. come back. They're yeah. back and better. Yeah. Do love the term Phoenix Club. Yeah, yeah. It makes us sound more exciting than it is. Yeah. Just people scrabbling around buying filing cabinets. We need a filing yeah. cabinet guys, for this new club. <laughs> Quickly, we need to make something from this ash. <laughs> but you rummaging around with filing cabinets is very much in your future, Pete Dance. <laughs> well, the bins outside, <laughs> outside offices. Um, right. Hello to uh, James. We were talking about dad's behaviour at football grounds last week. This ah, was yeah. There, were, that, there was yeah. some beauty. I can there. see this being a bit of a trope as well. Yeah, I do like this. Um, I thought you might like to hear about my own father's behaviour. Normally a calm and... <laughs> Nothing good starts from that. <laughs> <laughs> Normally a calm and collected individual. I've only managed to get him to shout at me twice in 24 years. Okay. Amazing. I'd love a bit of that in my house. Must be the exceptional son. <laughs> hey, uh, we had, me and my dad had a cracking argument this afternoon about uh, Dvorak, the creator of the keyboard Dvorak, okay. uh, D- versus Dvorak, the pronunciation of the uh, classical music man. Either way, a particularly uh, bad Portsmouth performance caused my dad to unleash 90 minutes of pent-up anger by shouting, oh, for fuck's sake, and kicking the empty plastic chair in front of him on the full-time whistle. He instantly became panicked and insisted we flee the grab before security took him in. <laughs> and the next week he called me to let me know that he called the club, insisting to the woman on the phone he'd tripped and his foot had fallen through it and then offered to pay for the seat. Oh, that oh, is That's sweet, isn't it? That is nice. Thank you, Joe, for that one. Uh, hello, Ramblers. Hope all is well. This is from uh, Sam. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the Chef Kikuki story on uh, last week's preview <laughs> show. That guy's name still doesn't seem right to me. No. I don't know. You know he's Newcastle. It's, I, it's pronounced in a different way than you'd expect. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem, yeah. I think, yeah. Kookie? Yeah. Uh, and it instantly reminded me of my favourite football anecdote of all time and another tale involving a grubby dad at the football. It comes from a column uh, that the ever-excellent Harry Pearson wrote, uh, wrote for The Guardian in August 2007. Here it is in full. Uh, a friend of mine recalls an afternoon in the Bob End at Ayrson Park during which the bloke sitting in front of him aimed a torrent of abuse at a young Middlesbrough midfielder. The fact that the youngster had red hair was, particular, was a particular source of vexation to the man. At one point, he ended a fulminating diatribe by uh, roaring, Next time you show yourself in public, wear yourself a hat, you ginger twat. <laughs> Do you? My oh. friend had had enough. You can't call him that, he told the man. The man looked round, his face bore a look of vindictive triumph. I'll call him what I like, he snarled. I'm his father. <laughs> oh, God. Fantastic. Good. Sam from London. That's nice. uh, a wonderful bit of cribbing from the Guardian. <laughs> a, a, a wonderful missive. <laughs> it reminds me slightly of... Um, it was a, it was a it was a local match, shall we say? Right. And uh, my mate was like playing. local opinions, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and uh, my mate was playing for this side. I think there was, there was sort of semi pro kind of level, and he played for the the other side before. So it was uh, he right, was up okay. against his old team, and a few of us went along to watch him. And of course, some of the fans were giving him a bit of stick, mm. just a bit of laugh and whatnot. And they were shouting away. And, uh, and there was a little group of us and a, and, and, a, and a chap who was stood right next to this fan. And, he, and they were giving him plenty. Yeah. And, the, and the old man stood up when one of them said, Are oh, you effing bastard? And he went, Many things he is, but a bastard he isn't. <laughs> as you know, I'm his father. <laughs> <laughs> he let so much go. Uh, <laughs> something that was that's factually what, incorrect. They say at those type of events, you never know who you're standing near. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. You've, got, you've got to be careful. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I also love many things he is. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of valid many criticism, but yeah. you know, his <laughs> parents who just sound. I've got a list myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you've covered most of it. Yeah. You, can't believe, you won't believe what he did when he was 12. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, dear. Back to the Premier League, though. Hmm. Southampton with a wonderful away win at Sunderland. Uh, Sunderland won 4-0 <laughs> away from home and then lose 4-0. Yeah, the quote, of the, uh, the quote of the weekend has got to come from David Moyes. David who, Moyes. Who simply said, we didn't play as well as we did last week. <laughs> <laughs> he is astute. Yeah, there's, that's, really, I mean, there's an eight-goal swing there, David. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's literally a yin and yang performance, though, isn't yeah. it? It's an inverse 4 I can imagine him going back into the changing room after the game. I know oh, it's too good to be true. Yeah. I, knew it. <laughs> I knew you were tricking me. We've used all our goals up. You set a bastard. Big Manolo, Gavidini. Yeah. Oh, he's settling. A man, yeah. <laughs> before he arrived, a great Hartley Pudlian once said, I don't think he, uh, it's the player Southampton need. <laughs> oh, really? Well, the thing is, he's one of these players who, who's got, a bit of, days. got a bit of a reputation as not getting perhaps as many goals as he should do in this he's career never brought, so far. He's only brought in ten twice. Well, the, thing, the, the difference now, Pete, is he started punching balls into the net. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, good point. He's, he's probably thought to himself, that's what I could do. Yeah. That's what I'll do. That's yeah. being innovative. Yeah. Up until now, I've only been using my feet and my head. Yeah, in, in this, they don't let you handball it in. <laughs> the second goal, though. Wow. Yeah, that, that was, was really, really special. You can't deny it? that one. Yeah. He's got a punch goal. Sanchez got his uh, he did. punch, didn't he? He yeah. did, yeah. Pretty much. Well, sort of a punch. But I, think, <laughs> I, think, I think that goal was, despite what everyone says, I personally think that goal was probably okay. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought that as well because it, um, it just awesome. rebounded and he couldn't, because I'm massively biased. Um, and also because it just bounced, it bounced off his hand, didn't it? And it was, it was sort of, his hand was just there. It wasn't. Yeah, the I mean, thing. whatever, whatever everyone says, the laws uh, which I've cribbed and got in front of me here, the, the FIFA law handling the ball states explicitly: handling the ball involves a deliberate act of a player making contact with the ball or his hand or up with his hand mm. or arm. He didn't make a deliberate act to handball it. If, if you if you're a defender and you're making yourself bigger mm. to stop a cross or something, and it hits your hand. To me, that's a deliberate act. Yeah. If you are running in full pelt 100 mile an hour to follow in on the ball and it bobbles up and hits your hand, that I don't, I don't, th- I personally, can't, it's very unfortunate. It's like mm. Howard Webb said, really, really unlucky for Hull. But mm. for, for me, I can't see that as, as being mm. a handball. But, but anyway, um, Gabby Adini. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby Adini definitely did handball the first one, but the second one you cannot deny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's another great one at the weekend, wasn't it? It was actually, it was, was Sunderland, wasn't it? It was, um, uh, what's his name? Kazri? Okay, yeah. Yeah, right, he right, basically punched it in to try and get a sort of consolation punch. Gabby <laughs> Dini can do it. Yeah. <laughs> All the punches. Yeah. Uh, better news for um, Sunderland's players, though, is Moyes is taking them to New York on a bonding trip. Oh, I thought, he, I thought he'd already taken them. No, I don't think he has. No, oh, okay, it's going. Right. Like, I, oh, because they'll have a week off because mm-hmm. of the cup. Okay, I right. guess he's figured, well, you know, taking them to a factory didn't work. So maybe a break in one of the best cities on earth will do it. Yeah. It seems to me they'd be better off training, but, I, you know, what, yeah. what do I know? Well, apparently... Oh, how's it all going? Yeah, this week we're doing uh, white water rafting. and in New York. Uh, yeah, and then we're doing... We're going to volunteer at a soup kitchen, and, uh, yeah, then, then it's pottery and paintball next week. Any training? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> David doesn't really like it. Well, apparently... T- take the senior York Red Bulls. This yeah. is the league that yeah. our striker failed in. <laughs> well, apparently they're going to take in some basketball and ice hockey. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. So just Maybe they'll a, get good at that spot. But there are some spots. Indeed. Sunderland have Everton away, Man City at home, and then winnable games in Middlesbrough, Burnley, Watford and Leicester. Well, they're prob- one of their problems, or they have many problems against Southampton, I guess, but one of them was that um, Defoe was just... They, I don't think Defoe had a single shot. Yeah. Mm. They, they need to get the ball to Defoe as often as they can. He's the only chance they've got. And, and Southampton were, were good and, and richly deserved their win, but so disappointing for those fans to do that at yeah. home after beating... I mean, it shows you how bad Crystal Palace are, by the way. Yeah. But having doing that away from home and then coming back to their own patch and just absolutely stinking the place out. But only five points separate the bottom six teams now. It's exciting down there. Yeah, Very exciting. It's, it's, a, it's a good relegation scrap, even if the top of the table is looking pretty much sewn up already. But the, the fourth goal, I know it's, you know, the horse is bolted by that point, but it was very, very sloppy. 
in Sunderland. <laughs> and but they left Southampton a lot of space throughout the whole game. And that, you know, that only really happens if players aren't committed enough or they, they don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Like, you look at Sunderland and you think, what, what is their style? Because it seems to be losing. Oh, yeah, there's no style there. But, I mean, you say the top of the league sign up. I mean, there's two points well, separate, five or six at the top well, of the league. I mean, Chelsea, the Chelsea thing. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, Luke Moore. Liverpool beat Spurs 2-0. Liverpool did miss Mane while he was away. <laughs> Even though he did play against Hull, um, but he didn't look back in the swing of things. No, and, he didn't. And, and, but he certainly did there. I mean, they look like they're much more thrust I, I with him up there. I've always been a fan of Mane. I think he's a good player, and I think he was a good signing uh, for Liverpool. But I can't believe how much of a difference he's made. It's I mean, amazing. Yeah. I think it was probably tempered by the fact that Spurs had an off day. Uh, yeah. they, they, I mean, their record away from home against good teams is actually quite poor. Mm. Um, but... That aside, Mane was absolutely fantastic. And, and, yeah. and someone said to me the other week, I forget who it was now, it wasn't one of you guys, someone said to me, the thing about Ooh, Mane is it goes on... other friends. Yeah, but not friends. Just, <laughs> just shouting at me in the street. Uh, said, said that Mane, one thing that goes under the radar about Mane is he's like a really nasty player as well. He's mm, really competitive. Right. And I think that's probably a little bit of what Liverpool need. But I, mm. I thought they were really, really good against But The first half alone, they could have been out of sight. Yeah, mm. it reminded me of the, uh, the Man City game in that they looked a little bit rattled and overwhelmed by, by the press. Obviously, they turned it around against City, but they, they, they didn't manage it at the weekend. Well, Spurs have got like three pretty inconsequential matches until they get to... Uh, back in the Premier League next Sunday, isn't it? So like it's they've got, got a busy, busy, they've busy, got a busy couple of weeks. But they have a, they have a situation uh, with their with their form away from home against big teams. They concede the first goal a lot. They can see, they they obviously went down two 0 to mm. Liverpool. They drew with two 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 at Man City. They conceded the first goal there. They lost one 0 to Man United at Old Trafford. Um, they drew one 0 against Arsenal. They conceded the first goal there as well. Um, Everton on the first day they conceded the first goal at Goodison Park and, and drew one on the end and the only big game away from home they haven't uh, conceded the first goal was at Stamford Bridge where Christian Eriksen scored an early goal but they lost that anyway mm. so their away record against uh, big teams is, is poor I think it's one win mm. out of 15 under Pochettino but but Pochettino it's easy to forget has only been there not even three years yet mm-hmm. and if you think about the club that, the, that they were before he came along mm. they're a club with direction and purpose and, and he sort of he sort of it's probably a bit of a stretch to say he's revolutionised the club because they haven't actually won anything yet. But you know what I mean? He's yeah, overhauled going in the right direction. It? And yeah. it's a young squad, and they look like they enjoy playing together. And Spurs could, and hopefully will for their sake, keep those players. They could finish second. Yeah. And bearing in mind what Chelsea have done, that would be a, that would be a great. Um, yeah, it agree. would have been a decent time to take those points, though, especially with Chelsea dropping two. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And and I thought they should have made more of Lucas playing centre half for Liverpool. They didn't. I thought mm. when I saw that, I thought, oh, Spurs are really going to lick their lips there. Not that Lucas is a bad player or anything, but he's not normally one of their starting centre halves for Liverpool. But it, it was Spurs who were making the mistakes, wasn't exactly, they? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Alderweireld Alden, and Dyer as well. They didn't look quite at the races, but but there we are. Mm. Um, Manchester United only two points behind Spurs. Liverpool, of course, are off to. La Manga in Spain as we move into this little period without any Premier League football. Yeah. La Manga, the place where nothing bad ever happens involving football teams. No. Well, especially last time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Liverpool would be really chuffed to have hardly any games now after playing like 400 games in a week, <laughs> getting bombed out of every competition. Well, it's all right, though, because you, like, you can have March off if you want. <laughs> oh, cheers. But at least they ended, uh, ended with a high, though. Uh, West Ham drew with West Brom. Slavin Bilic was a very angry man. He took his frustration out on a TV mic during the match. I, well, he sort of upturned it with a smile Slammed on his face. I didn't, think he, I didn't think it was particularly violent. I didn't think it was particularly done with anger in his soul. Peter, I thought it was you, quite playful. If I walked over to your microphone now and threw it on the ground, slammed the it... The listeners will be rev- would be very pleased with that. You would want me banished from the studio. Say again? You would want me banished from the studio. That's not my studio, I don't care. Um, uh, <laughs> Well, you can't. Pilich can't do that. No, I, I think I think he was very, very frustrated with some questionable refereeing decisions. Although the one he seemed to be most annoyed about was the 
um, Antonio foul on the goalkeeper, which was obviously a foul. Yeah. I, mean, I, th- I think there was a bit of confusion initially because I think he might have thought it was given for offside yeah, when he was right. behind the goal. That wouldn't have been offside, I don't think. No. I don't think. But it was a foul on the goalkeeper. Yeah, that was the right call all day long. But he was fuming after the game as well. Billich said something like, I think it was Michael Oliver who was the referee, wasn't he? he Billich said something like, it's nothing personal, but I thought he was absolutely awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah this family should be disappointed. Yeah. But I love that. Combined with the, uh, the whole microphone thing, he was like a wrestler. He's really angry. <laughs> He's got a bit of that about him, which yeah. I think. He certainly does, yeah. Look, you mentioned something about Lanzini needing to step up a little bit more, mm. or hoping well, I, that he I, might do, and he got a nice one, because yeah. we know we can, he can do it. Well, yeah, well initially when the Piat left, um, I, I said that Lanzini might find a bit of room to sort of flourish now. And then, I mean, as if Bilic was openly mocking me, he was, just wasn't picking him. And then, <laughs> but he did pick him at, at the weekend, and he scored a great goal, and, he, and I think he played quite well. I, I think West Ham look OK now, I think they look um, pretty no, good. This game was decent. I mean, West Brom are an underrated team as well. These are two teams who are, are fairly decent. Um so a draw was probably a fair result. Well, the Baggies, they're on course for their best points tally in the Prem. They racked up 49 points only a few years ago, actually, and are currently on 37. It'd be great for them if they could beat mm. the 50-point barrier. Yeah. <laughs> Is it fair to say Gareth McCauley likes a towering header? That was Johnny Evans scored that, didn't he? Gareth no, McCauley. McCauley was given it. I think it actually came off McCauley's head. It's yeah. Evans, that's, like, that's, how, that's like the most West Brom way to score a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Two players effectively headering it at once. <laughs> I, saw a, I saw Andy Brassel refer to Gareth McCauley as the most dangerous centre-back in the Premier League in the opposition penalty area today. Okay. So yeah, he's obviously, uh, obviously uh, I, I think I think he's a good player as Would well. Would you say but... he was the Northern Irish Sergio Ramos? I wouldn't say that, no. <laughs> okay. doesn't get anywhere near enough red cards for that. But, Steve um, Bruce. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, the West Brom thing is, is, is interesting because Nasir Chudley appears to be the only player in the same postcode as, as a flair player. Yeah. And like, he feels, <laughs> I, I get the impression he feels like he has to do a lot more tricks than is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep the quota up a bit. Lovely little shuffle for the goal. Yeah, it was. Right. Exactly, yeah. Did you not put Chris Brunt up there? I probably wouldn't. He's got a lovely, he's got a wand of a left foot, but he's not really skillful. <laughs> it's more of a hammer than a wand, isn't it? It's, yeah, it is, yeah. Old Brunty. Yeah, but, but the thing about that's interesting. It's an interesting. Brunt of that. You stumbled across, that wasn't worth it. Thanks. You stumbled across uh, something there because his left foot is very, very dexterous and very powerful. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, he's not really that skillful. No. It's like when you hear about Gary Lineker saying that. Um, Diego Maradona's like left foot was so remarkably good. He could always mould the ball, move the ball like he could control it like it was a hand. Basically, right. he was so dexterous with it. But but uh, presumably Maradona could also kick the ball really hard because his technique was good. But mm. Brunt, I'm not comparing Brunt to Maradona by the way. Well, you sort of just are, yeah. But, but like Brunt, Brunt's <laughs> got the, said that this is the day that yeah. this happened. Brunt's, exactly, got the, yeah. Brunt's got the powerful end. It's like Tom Huddleston, right? He's got the powerful <laughs> end of the spectrum and the dexterous touch. But they don't right. really seem to be skillful players, do they? <laughs> well, obviously the. Maybe he just needs to be told that he is. Well, you yeah, brought not... Brunt into this. I was, I was team no, Chadley no, no. all day long. <laughs> was, what, what you're describing is two very different players, and then you're isolating one part of their but all footballer I'm, makeup. Yeah, all I'm saying is, where is the disconnect between being very, very skillful with a foot, as in your control and your touch is really mm-hmm. good, and you can, your technique is so good, you can strike the ball so well? Why does that not tran- always translate into being quite skillful? Would as well? Chris Brunt get in in Carter '95? Don't answer that now. Would he get his own? Say what you're about to say before Pete said that. <laughs> right, OK, I will. Um, because <coughs> take Brunt and a, and, a, and a more sort of um, skillful player. Um, Brunt's not a dribbler. He's not pacey, particularly. So, yeah, OK, right. The way he enough. uses the boy, he doesn't think that. Tom Huddleston, he thinks to himself, why would I run ten yards and then pass it? I can just ping it now. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> true. What came first, the, the hammer or the, or the touch? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? The hammer <laughs> or the tickle? <laughs> 
<laughs> we have to mention before moving on from West Brom about uh, Hughes and uh, Pulis at it again. Obviously, there was a it was a bit of a fallout over the Berry yeah. business, and now Hughes has accused Pulis of calling Stoke defender Ryan Shawcross a loser. Yeah, this is amazing. When we, leaving a voicemail, we were discussing this earlier, and the, expo- the explanation from <laughs> the explanation from Pulis is amazing. Mm. It's like I'm going to try and find it. You guys might need to fill for me. Pulis said that it's been spun horribly, and he was saying that he, he phoned Shawcross and he said that he was using the word loser in the context of Shawcross has never been a loser. That's what he was saying. What? Up until now. Yeah, that's that's exactly why it was so strange. Yeah, I think he was saying you can still be a winner even if you've lost the game. Right. Because strange you take it to leave on, the... on a voicemail. Well, you, like, don't know rela- you don't know the relationship he's got with him. So, so, so <laughs> Mark, be a banterous one. Mark Hughes, who's clearly still annoyed about the handshake thing, yeah, of course. has said, it's not on for Pulis to call out one of my players, who obviously used to play for Pulis mm. and calling him a loser, which which to me sounds far-fetched, but there's no way I can imagine Pulis doing that. But then when you read Pulis' quote... He's imagine, well up for, a, for yeah, saying says, yes that he did it. I'll, I'll read the quote to you. He says, it's absolutely disgraceful. Firstly, the phone call I made to Ryan is private. And then, yes, I did mention losers, but I said it about people with innuendos making allegations that weren't true. When you lose a game of football, you can still be a winner by taking it on the chin and getting on with it. I did use the word loser, but I meant it in that way, and I actually said... Ryan, you've never been that. It's like how it, did Mark Hughes find out about this? Yeah, how is this even happening? It's called Hughes a loser. I'm absolutely loving this sort of like Cold War espionage battle yeah. between Stoke and West Brom. Between it's two so of weird. the hardest managers <laughs> in the league, yeah. it's going to happen. This yeah. is it. It's about to come to a head. Hughes is too emotional for a long time. Yeah. Manager. So if Pulis is to have control, if Pulis is to be believed, right? It's like Mark Hughes has done. Just said, oh, it's like me saying oh, I, had a, I had a phone call with Pete earlier, and uh, the phrase. Fucking wanker was used. Mm-hmm. It could mean anything. Yeah. I could, I could, I could say what it usually calls me. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, oh, well, it just so happens in this particular manager, I do think Pete's a fucking wanker, but, <laughs> but not, it wouldn't necessarily be the case. That's what I was doing while you were on the phone. So, so <laughs> but, I, it's just a very odd situation. Like, you, Shawcross has reported back to Hughes then. Yeah. So weird. Now, yeah. I reckon Hughes makes them. He's got all of it. He waits until they fall asleep in the sauna and they get and he gets their fingers and puts them on their mobile phones in to, the unlock, sauna, to in, unlock them. In the sauna. Falling asleep what? in the sauna with Pete Donaldson. Do, do fall asleep in the sauna. Do phones work in the sauna? It's too steamy, isn't it? He could bring the phone in with him and then out of the kit bag and then put that's how I would do it anyway. Oh, what a tangled web you're weaving there. <laughs> I really wish you were a professional footballer now. Yeah. <laughs> Just for the off-field shenanigans. Uh, but it's great, though. The, the two two uh, very, very bruising Welshmen going at it. A football player who once played under Hughes told me that um, oh, yeah. Mark Hughes is nothing like you imagine him in, in when you when you see him on TV. He's very, very quiet. He doesn't, he doesn't really look you in the eye. He talks to you. It's very difficult to get one-on-one time with oh, okay. him. So... Make of that what you will. Is it the mm. same with Pulis? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we're going to go to the championship after this. They're men of the world, not you regular rabble. They love a bit of that. Hash, hashtag travel. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, do not dare forget that this Friday, the, the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet365 will be out. And we've got some news about our bet of the week, Luke. Yeah, James Holland. The first mm. listener to successfully deliver a bet of the week and raising some money for Prostate Cancer UK, so well done to him. Mm. Uh, Remind everybody what the bet was? It was a Swansea to beat Leicester to nil, which I did 2-0, mm-hmm. of course, so that, that, that pays out. What we'll a soothsayer he is. I know. We'll do, <laughs> listen, you say that, Jim, we're doing Winner Stays On, so he's up this week oh, as well, okay. until he gets one wrong. So he's Imagine gonna... if he, gets, he just goes on a Leicester-style um, collection of results. That'd be fantastic. He never loses. Him, they'll call him the Almanac. Yeah, <laughs> old Leicester, not current no. Leicester. Yeah, so James will be back in, uh, in touch with another bet for Friday show, hopefully. Um, and we can raise some more money for charity. So well done to him. Nice mm. one, James. And well done Thanks, for us, to us for facilitating it. <laughs> no, no, we did nothing. We did nothing. <laughs> uh, the championship that uh, that is getting very, very saucy indeed. Metro Oof. scored, and Newcastle are back on top. Back on the top of the league. The revolution. It was a lovely poacher's goal. The mm-hmm. best part of the whole thing was uh, Rafa Benitez subbed him at half-time to protect himself and others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he scored just before half-time, rewarded with a substitution. Yeah, perhaps he should have been sent off for a challenge yeah. on the keeper before I, he perhaps. scored. I don't think... Right, look, I'm willing to admit every single time that he's a shit, and he, every time he barreled into a defender or a midfielder, he would always have a cheeky look and sort of go, Where, or, where's his neck? Or goalkeeper. Where can I jam my elbow? He already got booked for repeated fouls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, then, but the actual stamp itself, I think he's gone too fast to know where he <laughs> Everybody's foot was. I'm not. I, I didn't think it was a stamp on that occasion. I'm willing to admit that he's a nightmare. I'm willing to admit that uh-huh. he's actually quite bad at football at times. Subbed off at half time to protect himself <laughs> and others. I mean, just I'm only just. Yeah. I'm only slightly paraphrasing Benita when I say that. <laughs> but anyone uh, who gets booked for persistent fouling, I mean, that yeah. is seldom. Do you actually see a yellow dished out for that? I've had that loaded when I played football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, you weren't trying to foul. Even if he hasn't meant it, even if he hasn't meant it, it's really clumsy. That shouldn't come into it, surely. <laughs> I, was, exactly. I, I think I was just a bit annoyed by Don Goodman's um, core commentary. Oh, you were fuming about I this. Was, I've never heard such a one-sided. Get, get, put it away. He played for, play for Wolves, didn't he? He played for Wolves and he played for Sunderland. Yeah, now, I, I, that's not narrative. What's Sunderland got to do with it? I, what's Salah got yeah, to do with it? Yeah, why did you go and cock it in? What's that guy to bring the black cats into this? It's the Paul Clement in me, mate. <laughs> no, normally, I'd, normally I'd like to support you here, but you deserve this. Did I? Did <laughs> <laughs> um, I get yourself some lovely grapes for a pan? Is he Paul Clement or is he Tim Sherwood? A foot in both camps, I'd like to I like Paul Goodman. Have you met him? Was he nice to you once? Yeah. 
I saw him play, I think it was for Doncaster Rovers once. Pathetic. Don for the Dons. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't mind Don Goodman. I think the reason, and I'll tell you why. Why don't you have a go at him as no, well? I'll tell you why I don't He like, was so one sided, it was unbelievable. I'm, I'm going to qualify this by saying the reason I have a bit of affection for Don Goodman is because um, I get the impression when it comes to Sky's coverage of lower league football, and mm. the championship obviously isn't too bad, but he does a lot of the lower league stuff as well. He's got a lot of enthusiasm for it. Yeah. I get the impression right. where a lot of the commentators and co commentators. They, they don't really want to be doing it. So I, I quite like that aspect of it. But I have to agree, uh, he, from what I could make out, I only saw part of the game, he was very, very one-sided, <laughs> very, very one-eyed. Um, so speaking about the uh, championship coverage on uh, Sky, I think Kelly Kiss has got the best um, table on television. I haven't seen it. I, I can't picture it. It's like, uh, if you had to make a Connacht lens for an alien, it's that. Mm, it's okay. so space age, it's fantastic. I want it in my house. Yeah. It wouldn't fit my house. Tiny. <laughs> no, indeed. But, yeah. I mean, your imagery is quite fantastic. Yeah. Isn't it? Have you got a table in your house? You haven't even got a table in your house, have you? I've got um, a book that turns into a kind of chair slash table. Book yeah, li- well, book listen, chair. L- l- please, the from please, the from please, the no, book please, book please, everyone, please do not comment on that. Just leave it. <laughs> Mark, it's a book, like concertina's round, and then you put like a little... Um, surface on it, and they call it Bookniture. Norwich hammered Nottingham Forest. Thank you. They did, yeah. In <laughs> some style. Johnny Housen. Beauty of a volley. You will not see a better Zidane-esque. Volley. It was, it was absolutely. Mm. It, it was absolutely all of it. Right. It, was, yeah. it, it, all, it yeah. was the best of the volley. It was just, when you say volley, unleashed like that, that curves in the air. Yeah. Oh, oh uh-huh. yes. The way it smashes into the net. <laughs> there were three long-range screamers in that goal, yeah. in that game. You don't mm. normally get one. No. That's true, yeah. Forrester in, I mean, it has to be said, Forrest, their fans won't thank me for saying this, but they're in disarray. Has they got Ross McCormack up front and scored? They've won. He th- was giving it the big one with the crowd. He was telling everyone to shut up. And he's like, you're 4 1 down. Well, you do realise. It's good to you, see you at your house. You do realise the stories that have circulated around you recently. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's chaos down there. Good to see you out your house. Um, <laughs> Forrest are only seven points off relegation. I've won three of the last five, but yeah. the turnover of players down there is massive. The yeah. ownership is a shambles. They've obviously just sold their best player, Henry Lansbury, to uh, Villa. Aston Villa mm. for. for Fairly small beer. Well, given the money, um, you're probably going to come on to this in a minute. But given the money that Villa are chucking around, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fairly small beer for Henry Lansbury. I think I think Villa has spent forty million pounds at their relegation. Well, and, million, and they yeah. haven't won since Boxing Day. No, yeah. Aston Villa. Because we saw, we thought Brucey when he came in, he, the results uh, improved. But they've lost five of their last six. They are struggling. They're not going sixteenth. They've got no chance of making the playoffs. No. Absolutely no, oh, no chance. way. Yeah, no way. Uh, right, should we go abroad before we get to the highlights of the week? Look at the Netherlands. Some of you would have seen this. One of the most unsportsmanlike displays we've ever no, seen. This is brilliant. <laughs> Between Ajax and Sparta Rotterdam, Joel Veltman um, had the ball out wide for for Ajax, and his teammate was down with an injury. Now, often we see when the opposition are coming forward and there's a teammate down, you, you point to the teammate and then the opposition kick out the ball. Or if it's one of your own teammates, sometimes they'll, they'll do the honourable thing or whatever. <laughs> he signalled to the defender that his teammate was on the ground, injured, which I, personally I don't really get because the defender's thinking, well, you're the one with the ball. Yeah. yeah. You kick it out if your man's injured. But the, the, the <laughs> defender did look round and see, and then off went Veltman down the wing. Well, no, but that was the exact dummy, wasn't it? I'm go- oh, don't worry, I'm going to kick it out. Ah, no, I haven't. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I thought so it was horrific. I thought it was horrific. Just I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was very clever. I love it. I thought it. I thought it threatened to. I, I thought it threatened to undermine the very fabric of the game. We all hold beer. We all hold beer. Fabric. It was unbecoming for an Ajax footballer. Not good enough for a player of, yeah. a, of, of a club of that standing. But it was really funny. <laughs> which, I think we're forgetting that. So which club would would that be okay? At? Arsenal. <laughs> 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 I just, I you one. But only because Jim yeah. says that. No, no. Um, well, listen, there are clubs. 
I don't think anyone should be doing it. I, I think I think that would that would that would shame a Sunday league side. Actually, if if you were doing that, at oh, Sunday, you'd, oh, you'd be in trouble in Sunday league. Yeah, you'd get. You'd, well, you'd, yeah. I tell you what, the reason it's the reason it's snidey is because Joel Veltman knows he's afforded all the all the um, all the security and the safety of a top flight game. If you did that in the Sunday league game, you get your legs broken. You would. Yeah, but that would be seen as okay. I don't endorse that either, by the way. No, the, of course the team not. that I usually play for, uh, I've only played um, spottily, let's say, over the past couple of seasons. But they had a cup match where they had to win by five goals for some coefficient reason. Put you up front, did they? Uh, no, I did. I wasn't playing, but uh-huh. it was playing. And he said that uh, the team realised that they weren't going to win because they were four 0 down. So they started to try and get uh, the match abandoned because that's a three 0 because oh. they had to win by five. What goals. they do is they try and get it abandoned, just kicking everyone. That is naughty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's nice. very, like, very just, just great. Just great idea. Yeah, great tricks. Indeed. Um, let's move on to the highlights of the week. Yeah, I've got some highlights. Right. I've started calling them highlights of the weekend now. Oh yeah, I think it yeah. a bit better. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. So we're looking forward, looking ahead to the weekend and highlights of the weekend. I think works nicely. Wonderful. Um, yeah, we talked about James Holland, this successful bit of the week. So well on to him. Um, a few people m- mentioning Matt Derbyshire. Remember him, yes, striker. Yeah. Yes, that's uh, right. He's banging in the goals now for Ammonia in uh, Nicosia in Cyprus. Not Ammonia. Right. I know you'd say something about that, Pete. Um, I've um, never said it. I think, I, you should I, call it, I think it was. How do you pronounce it? Nicosia. I, I think it's Ammonia, Ammonia Nicosia. I yeah. think. Yeah. Anyway, he's got eighteen and twenty-one so far this wow. season. He's only thirty years old. And so, who's, the, who's the manager? Um, I don't know. John Calver. Is it really? Oh, wow. oh yeah, it is. You're right. Absolutely yeah. right. Big John Calvert. Yeah, did did Tamori Ketsbar used to manage them as well? Possibly. Oh, no, Cal. he was Famagusta, wasn't he? He was yeah. Famagusta. Yeah, he, he, he got his side into the Champions League, did he, Ketsbar? Yeah, and then I think did he, he did, yeah. Did, did you imagine the national team arrive on insane? Let's just, let's just completely keep suggesting stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Calver is did the manager. Did he go into space? That, did he jump out a big balloon? Doesn't he have his own chain of ice cream? He certainly does. I like that about Calver being there, because obviously he's had a terrible time at Newcastle, and you think to yourself, poor guy. And then when you see Calver, there's some pictures of him in the sunshine having a nice time <laughs> linking up with a player like Derbyshire they're doing okay I think they're sort of fourth or fifth in the league <laughs> but you just think yeah that's nice could be worse couldn't yeah, they it's, nice. it's, it's the equivalent of like re- like going and living in Spain to retire isn't yeah. it sort of yeah no like, more, but you still uh, have a job in a, po- in a post-Brexit environment Jim that won't be possible anymore it just reminds me of Trump's sort of big horrible speech where he said they, when, they, when they export their people they don't export their Best and brightest. <laughs> what, John Carver? John Carver. Yes. We don't do it either. I saw John Carver riding the bike with a plastic bag on the handlebars along the Thames about That's six right, months yeah. ago. Mm. Yeah, we did, we and did mention this. he popped a wheelie and went, yeah. No, he didn't. He, he, Pete's made that up. <laughs> um, he didn't do any wheelie. Anyway, Steve Davis. Steve Davis got in touch saying... Um, uh, my highlight was having to substitute one of my under seven players oh. because he was freaked out at the amount of mud on his boot. Oh. Uh, I, tr- I tried to bring a sub on only for him to tell me he won't come on because it's too cold to take his hoodie off. <laughs> That's quite cute, I thought. Yeah, yeah. He, he fired that up with hashtag grassroots, hashtag future of the game. <laughs> um, I've got one here, chaps, which is probably going to be very disappointing for you all to hear. Um, but I'm, it's just one of those things, I'm afraid. Do you remember Tobias Liliabad from last week? Yes. Yeah, about um, Linford Grimes, the great... I, th- um, I think I said Liliablod. Yeah. Okay. That's how you pronounce it. Linford Grimes, the great uh, pre-war striker, mm. of course. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's got in touch again, I'm, I'm sad to say. Oh, and he no. says, uh, my highlight of the week was the kind listener Jeremy Howard who stopped mid-traffic to hear my name properly and when getting home, finding me on Facebook to tell me that Linford Grimes doesn't exist, but Limboy <laughs> Primus does. Top class. <laughs> Jeremy Howard, you are an enemy of this show. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Coward. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Jim. <laughs> Jeremy Howard, I never want to hear your name yeah. uttered on this show again. <laughs> 
maybe you should try some joining in, Jeremy. Because you've lied. You enjoy it. Because you've lied to Tobias there. You have lied. Who the hell is Linvoy Prime? You've pulled all over his name. Forward, you dick. Yeah. What are you talking about, Jeremy? Trying to show off with made-up facts. Anyway, fake news. Fake news. Yeah. Jeremy, you're with on. Yeah. Sam Thompson. He says this is more of a low light, but the realization that Michael Owen is on course to make one of the greatest shouts of recent times, having said last season that Leicester could easily get relegated the season after winning the title. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say everyone laughed at him at the time, but I don't know if that's true. I think a lot of people were saying the same thing. I said, I said, bottom half. No, yeah, well, you're, if you if you are making the same predictions as Michael Owen and Pete Donaldson, <laughs> you probably are in a bit of a shit state. As we know <laughs> on this show, even a stopped clock occasionally finds a nut. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, Matt Tilby, Shanghai Shanua, who paid Carlos Tevez close to one million Aussie dollars a week, uh, lost two 0 in that Asian Champions League qualifier to my home team Brisbane Raw six months ago. Brisbane couldn't even pay their electrical bill and struggled to pay their players on time. Now there's a chance that Shanghai coach Gus Poye might be removed for not making the Champions League he's coached one game my goodness um, here's hoping he's not fired live on TV again like he was on that <laughs> day. Um, and I'll finish up with Malcolm Walker who pointed out this tweet from um, Lucas Labour which is great you mentioned it earlier I was going to bring it up mm-hmm. then but I thought I'd leave it for now he says uh, Lucas Labour with the sickest Twitter burn of the weekend uh, Joseph Musker on Twitter said I pray Lucas doesn't start at centre back tomorrow to which Lucas Labour replied I can see you want a proper Liverpool fan good night <laughs> Oh, good night. Yeah, good night. night. Sent it at twelve eighteen a.m. as but well. Then, so but it then, works. But then, it works. Uh, then the, 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 the punter in question went back. Oh, I'm so sorry. I lied. Just like did he? He should support the team instead of wishing that people don't mm. play for. Oh, I agree with Lucas. Yeah. And yeah, Lucas was a part of a, a clean sheet against a very good side. Exactly. <laughs> I don't agree with Lucas tweeting at post midnight the night before a match. Well, I will put that out there. Uh, because you know it's important to get your sleep maybe he's lording carbs maybe he is could be we all my, are. my <laughs> highlight was Fernando Torres's goal for Atletico wow. Madrid beauty that was lovely check that out it was a great game Carrasco scored a great one as well I haven't seen not it not as good as that oh, one oh. Oh. It, was a, it was a self um, jimmied up overhead kick sounds to me like foreign muck <laughs> um, speaking of which uh, a slight sort of but this is a good one uh, corrections and clarifications section on, on the show my, my good mate Nick who lives out in Argentina corrected me because when I said about Pete throwing toilet roll like they do in South American football matches right. uh, in Argentina they don't actually throw toilet roll in, uh, in, in toilets no, kitchen roll no get this they get, you know, like in a in a till in a shop with the receipts. Oh, it's the, receipts. Oh, yeah. receipts. They throw that because it goes further and it's a it's, it's heavier. Harder. It's yeah. heavier. Oh my yeah. god, nice. makes sense. Professionals. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, love a bit of that, me. I I enjoyed Leighton Baines making a foul throw, but then clearing the ball off the line in the next phase of play. I like that. That's a ridiculous cock up for a little <laughs> footballer to make, but to then dig it out. through Fair play. That's excellent <laughs> stuff. Uh, any more for any more? Let's get out of it, uh, guys. Nothing. We're done. Uh, do remember, ladies and gentlemen, to subscribe to the Weekly Mail Shock that goes out every Friday. The footballramble.com is where you can subscribe. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been a pleasure. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. See you later, haters. And goodbye from me, lovers. Mm-hmm.